Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Please hold for an important message. Hey, Maggie, what you got in your hand? Oh, I have an Unstable Topics sticker. How do I get one of those? Well, we ordered these to share with all of our friends who are following along the podcast. So you can just shoot us an email with a screenshot of you following Unstable Topics on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and we will send you a sticker in the mail. Stop it, snail mail? Snail mail with a sticker. Can you believe it? For free. I love this so much. So I'm going to go right now and subscribe to our podcast. And I'm also going to give us a review. Oh, my gosh. Sarah, if you give a review and send us a picture of that review, we will write you a review of your review and include it in a handwritten letter with the sticker in the snail mail. This is fantastic. This might be the deal of the century. End of message. Your episode of Unstable Topics will be starting in 3, 2, 1, fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. I uh, bought a new candle to put on our matching foldable desks that we purchased so that I don't have to balance my computer and microphone on a chair. Um, and I was so excited to have this candle because I thought it'd be some nice ambiance while we're recording. Um, and so I bought this fancy candle that has flickering flames. And I didn't think about it being a podcast and having a loud flickering sound um, at the same time. So I do not have it lit. So, okay, a couple things. You bought this candle online. No, I bought it in person. Okay, okay, thank goodness. Because I'm like, that is that is brave for you to buy a candle. No, you have to smell it. You have to smell it, 100%. Two, you have lit candles in your house with three children. Yes, Yes, I love lighting candles. In fact, it's one of our favorite games to play as a family. Uh, and by as a family, I mean me when I'm alone with my children. I don't think Kyle sanctions this game. Um, we practice blowing out birthday candles. <laughs> we do it. We, I mean, it's like hours of entertainment. In fact, if the kids are getting like a little rowdy, I'm like, who wants to play happy birthday? And then I bring out the candles because you have to be still and calm when there's fire. So they have to like immediately bring it all together. And then they sit at the table and then I light a candle and we all sing happy birthday. And one at a time, they get to blow out a candle, which is really, I mean, like deep breaths, meditation. I don't know. Am I a parenting genius? Wow. Maybe bust out the bust out the fire every once I, in a while. I guarantee if I busted out a candle and it wasn't like in some place high where a, a ball couldn't knock it over or Annie couldn't grab it. Because here's the thing. In my house at any given moment, there is a 
there is a football flying through the air, a frisbee throwing, something is coming at your face. And it's gonna, the law of parenting clearly states if it's gonna burn down, if it can burn down, it's gonna burn down. You know, if you have a lit candle (laughs) in a house with children five and under, something bad's gonna happen. Well, to be fair, this candle. I'm only going to light when I'm in the room with the door shut, you know, but the other candles I do light as part of a game. It's not like I'm just lighting candles. It's my children playing with fire, Sarah. And, you know, and you're not the type of person that forgets things either. Like you're not the type of person that would lock their keys in your car, but specifically lock them where the door door closes so that you couldn't get them out you know I would only do that like three or four times in my lifetime and I have already done it three or four times so I think I'm done with that and did I once forget to plug in my microphone when we were recording sure would I ever leave a candle and go for a walk around my neighborhood yeah of course (laughs) of course I'm gonna forget it but do I think it's safe to play with candles with my children? Absolutely. Great game. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. Before he became president, Abraham Lincoln was an elite wrestling champion. In 300 matches, he only lost one. What? Yeah. That is so fascinating. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Look, please do not make this another fact where you go and Google it. You're going to trust. I'm not going to. I trust this one. It's fascinating because I've always heard like the story of Abraham Lincoln as he was like a big loser, right? Like he he lost. He couldn't he couldn't win anything. Oh, what a what a sad, pathetic loser. And then he became president. Yeah, I didn't I've never heard I never heard that interpretation of Abraham Lincoln before. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard I've never heard that before. No, um, my thing of Abraham Lincoln has always been very like this positive man of the people who came up and you know rallied America through a really hard time. Oh yeah, no, I think that's the lesson though. It's like the Michael Jordan story. Like Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. That's like the Abraham Lincoln story. Like, oh, he tried to he's tried to start a business and couldn't do it, but then he ended up being one of the most influential and important historical figures. Did he really try to start a business and not and not be successful? I mean, Google it. <sighs> Look, I don't want to. I'm not pulling the. <laughs> I'm I'm taking you for. I just for me, I do not recall my when I think of Abraham Lincoln. I do not think of he was like a uh, rags to riches story. He he was, though. He was very ragged and riches. I didn't know he was a wrestler. I think that's something that should be taught in elementary school. I remember learning about Abraham Lincoln in third grade and having to write like a, you know, biography. And I described him as tall, dark and handsome. And <laughs> no one batted an eye. I don't think I really I was like, yeah, he's tall. He's got dark hair. He must be handsome, tall, dark, and handsome Abraham Lincoln, wrestling champion of my heart. So I grew up, most of my childhood was spent right outside of Washington, D.C., and you were upstate New York, so you were closer than most people to D.C. Did you ever go to the theater where he was shot, or did you ever go to D.C.? My only, so yes, I've been to the theater, but my favorite thing about Abraham Lincoln is right across the street, there is a Lincoln waffle shop. Uh, Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Waffle Shop. And so Jamie and I went to D.C. 
ages ago and we saw him like, well, obviously we have to eat here at this Abraham Lincoln waffle shop. This is what I would say about that. I feel like if I was going to open an Abraham Lincoln themed breakfast spot, mm-hmm. I would do French toast sticks and then call them Lincoln logs. Oh, that's a good and one. And I would serve them as like little log cabins. That's a great idea. So I don't know, but kind of when you said Abraham Lincoln waffles, I was like, I missed opportunity. That's really good. Hey, Maggie. So are you ready to react? Of course. We just talked about Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. And now. We have wrestling, we have pro wrestling. Back in Abraham Lincoln's day, I'm sure all his wrestling was real. But now, do you think pro wrestling is real or do you think it's fake? Do you think it's staged? Here's what I think. I think it's much like um, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. I think that well, pause it's- the phone, pause, pause, pause. You need to very be real. I think it's very real. Okay. I think there's no doubt in my mind for our young listeners, our under eight-year-old audience, which is, you know, thriving. Our children. Yeah, our children. Walter listens to Unstable Topics. Yeah, and he knows that. He knows that professional wrestling is a thousand percent real. Those stories that they tell are uh, grounded in fact and that they are uh really really uh really real so i love pro wrestling as a child i grew up watching like hitman heart whatever and stone cold steve austin that was later this was like the 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 randy savage and and hulk hulk hogan hulk Hulk hogan and who else the grave digger or something like that the Undertaker. Undertaker. We were just talking about monster trucks. That's Grave Digger. They they really hit each other, right? They like they really body slam, and they get hit with chairs. Yes, yeah. Like it's a, they get physically injured in reality. Yeah, I think it's kind of like stage combat. You know, is it? Yeah, like I think they really get hit, but they also know how to take a hit. You know. Do- do you think they choreograph the fights beforehand? No, I don't think they choreograph it. I think they know how to dramatically hit and fall. But I don't think they're like, okay, and then this is the spot you got to be in. I do think that there's like going to be a winner and they know who the winner is going to be. You do think that? Yeah, they have to because they got to, you know. Oh, they do have the storylines. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, it's been like a minute since I watched wrestling. I do think if our friend um, Laura, and her husband, Billy, love wrestling. They're huge wrestling fans. And they go to, like, the WWE Raw Live. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So I know right now they're listening and they're thinking to themselves, these chicks don't know anything. <laughs> but we do know that Abraham Lincoln won 300 wrestling matches. So tip of the top hat to that. Step right up. It's time to play Friend, Enemy, Block. Yes. Who of these three celebrities provided will Sarah or Maggie pick to be their friend, to be their enemy, and to block from all contact for the rest of their lives? Let's find out on Friend, Enemy, Block. Sarah, for this Friend, Enemy, Block, I'm bringing out them boys. 
and not the Dallas Cowboy Demboys, but famous Democratic men. Of these liberal dudes, who would you friend, who would you enemy, and who would you block? Barack Obama, JFK, FDR. So real quick, when Maggie said Democrats, like my excitement level dropped. <laughs> like I went from a hundred, like where is this going? Where is this going? And then I was like, ah, Democratic political boys. You want me to? This friend? is perfect because we were just talking about old Abraham. So looky here. Just keeping that political, you grew up outside of DC. You got to have an opinion about this, you know? Sure. Well, obviously, Barack's my friend. I hope he would be my friend. I don't know if he would accept my friend requests, but I would 100,000% accept his friend request. Um, and then we have JFK and FDR. So I'm going to be enemies with JFK. You know, I want to be clear that since we're talking politics and probably being listened to by the government, I am not, I would, no. I'm just going to say uh, I would not be his friend. He would be my enemy because, look, I'm pro Jackie O. And anyone who mistreats Jackie is not a friend in my book. And he would be, he would be my enemy. Um, but I would see him because Jackie and I obviously would do a lot of hanging out, but he would not, mm -mm, wouldn't invite him to my birthday party. Yeah. And then FDR would block. Why? Uh, basically because, you know, I, he, he's not doing it for me. You know, I, I think out of <laughs> all the things that <laughs> FDR accomplished in his, career as president like you know the great depression and all that <laughs> didn't he pull us out of the great Depression? part of it maggie it, look here's the thing he he did a lot of those new deals he did the new deals the fdr <laughs> and that's great but no um, deal for this friendship <laughs> i feel like he would have so many ideas like he'd constantly be posting on his feed about like these big grand ideas and i'd be like okay Okay, we get it. You've got lots of great ideas. You're like shaping America. Fine, FDR. I don't know, Maggie. I feel like, look, here's my thought about FDR. I think he was an opportunistic person with his ideas. He's like, oh, the country needs help? Well, here's my chance to shine. Let's pull out some of these ideas when kind of like they should have existed already, mm. you know? Like Social Security. You don't like Social Security? No, it should have existed before, didn't it? Oh, great yeah, depression? it's kind of like a dumb, it's like kind of like a simple, like, yeah, of course. Of course, you know, or like secure the banks. Uh, did you know a lot about FDR? I thought I did. And then once we started talking, I was like, it's all fuzzy up there. That was cute. Thanks to all our friends and enemies for playing along. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, <laughs> where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. This Jack was a legendary pirate of the seven seas and the irreverent trickster of the Caribbean. 
a captain of equally dubious morality and sobriety, a master of self-promotion and self-interest. Who is this Jack? Jack Sparrow. Final answer. Ding, 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 ding. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. Also goes by Captain Jack Captain Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. At first I was like, okay, wait, this is definitely Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, but then I was like, wait, is there an actual historic Jack pirate that Jack Sparrow is based off of? And I was like, is it Jackbeard? And I was like, no, Jackbeard isn't the name of a pirate. It's Blackbeard, but it rhymes with Jack. So I got a little, I was a little nervous. But I went with my gut, proud to be the champion of this, you don't know Jack, proud to know him. Um, so I went to Google real quick, is Jack Sparrow real? Like, was he based on a true story that is entirely fictional? Yes. Yeah. Entire, yes. Entirely fictional. But what is real is that John Ward was the inspiration for the character of Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean film. John Ward? John Ward, and his nickname was Sparrow. Okay. I was like, John Ward doesn't sound like a pirate name to me. No, his nickname was Sparrow, and he was known for his flamboyant style. What would your pirate name be? What would my pirate name mm -hmm. be? Um, gosh, I don't know, Maggie. I'm not good at this name game. I'm trying to think, like, I'd probably be, like, the... Um, the pocket knife, Arr, the pocket knife of White Rock Lake. Arr. I'd be cutting, you know? Yeah. I would be, arg, arg, the vacuum duster of Gatewood Drive. Arg, there she blows again down the, down the road. A dusty old pirate is she. I don't like the being, being dusty. Well, that's like what they would say because it'd be like, ah, there she blows. You see the vacuum a coming and you know the revving of the vacuum engine. She's going to come and suck you up and spit you out like a dust mite, matey. <laughs> it's like a urban legend ghost story now. I would read it. Harris, oh no, here she comes. I don't want sucked up. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay, Sally and Johnny. It's just an urban legend. No! And then you'd be like, no, no, no. And then when the parents turn around, you'd go, Arr! <laughs> and like like with the pick pocket knife, it would be like, no, really, there's no one outside that's going to mug you. You're safe. No woman is going to come up and flip open a blade and try and cut you. You know what? I would. It would be ironic for me to be named pocket knife because I don't think I can even open a pocket knife. I would be struggling. They're so hard. They're hard to open. Like some of them have like that little um, nub that comes out yeah. and you use that to flip it up. But if you're thinking like Swiss Army knife, you, they have like those indentions that you got to take time and you got to pull it out. Like it takes time yeah. to lift that blade. And you got to have like a little bit of a nail, but it has to be a strong nail. Can't be like yeah. a breakable nail. So I can just see you like like ready to attack and you're like, arg, hold on while I get me switchblade out. I would, just, I would just throw the knife at people. Like it wouldn't be open. I would just throw the Throw the hard metal case, you know? That's I would just knock people on the knuckles with the metal case. Arg, arg. Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. 
Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.